Welcome to Opie Nation. I'm Lehman. And I'm Lynn. And we're here to tackle life's tough and humorous topics. We're not experts, but we have experiences and opinions galore. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Lynn. How are you this evening? I'm doing okay. How are you? I am excellent. Um, so we're going to put a little disclaimer in the front of this. Okay. Perhaps I had a glass of whiskey. <laughs> So I may, I may sound a little louder, a little more amped up, but for this topic, I think it's kind of needed. <laughs> I think you, we also wanted to mention that we're not in the room together. Oh, never. No. Well, I won't say never. So I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. So in today's current situation, it makes sense for me to be in Bowdoin, Maine. And Linz, where are you today? I'm in Biddeford, Maine. So that puts us about an hour apart. Yeah. Um, but from my end, I think it sounds great right now. Like I'm really impressed with technology. I love technology for this reason. Yeah. And, and, and someday we will record in person. Um, I honestly, and we should, we should tape it. Like <laughs> yeah. do people still say that we should <laughs> tape it. I mean, so, so people can see us <laughs> <laughs> tape it. Um, <laughs> That's not very millennial of you. Such a Gen saying. Xer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, what will we have to do? We'll have to vlog it. <laughs> um, God, I hate that term. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, and so people know, um, Linz and I typically, so far, we've been rotating on topics. Um, like the last episode, Linz, you picked parenting. I did, which I think that was just the start of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think parenting is going to come back around. It'll be a it'll be a, a theme that threads through. Oh yeah, I mean, I think we have at least twenty two more episodes of parenting. Yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> because I think the brilliant part about parenting, our children are going to age, mm-hmm. so different topics are always going to come up. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm I'm pretty excited about um, this week's topic. Um, Which you got to pick. I, I did. So this week I got to pick. And perhaps I picked it because this is a topic where I'm like, oh, we're not on the same page. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't want everyone to think we were always best friends about everything? Correct. Correct. Okay. And, and when I look into the future, it's kind of funny because, like, you know, when you do a podcast, you always talk about where you want to go in the future. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the topics that we've chosen to discuss so far, um, you and I are, are really on like the same page for the majority of it. Right. I believe this week's one and maybe another one, we might not be on the same page. So to me, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, the, the next one that will come up in the future, I think I'm like, all right, I got to hold this for a while. (laughs) (laughs) So do you want to talk about what this week's topic is or should I intro it? Um, actually, why don't, why don't you intro it? Sure. Because I think you, because of the way your brain works, I think you have a clearer vision on why you wanted to talk about this and why you think it was important for us specifically to talk about it. Sure. Um, That's pretty good. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this week I picked the topic of violence. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, especially in today's environment, violence is is coming more to the to the forefront. Um, so with that said, I I will say that I have a belief in violence, but I also am terrified by violence. Um, mm. And it's something that we need to talk about today because just turn on the TV and watch the news. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's coming everywhere from every direction. Um, I'm curious to know if we should define violence. Can you define violence? Well, are we including physical and emotional? I like think, verbal. I think we have to. Violence. I think yeah. we have to. I think we have to look at the talk about the physical and look at it, mm-hmm. and I think we have to talk about the emotional and mental, because to be quite frank, that's more devastating than physical violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just remember. Um, so, you know, everybody that does a podcast, you always prep before. So. And it's not something I want to read because it's like three paragraphs, but I sent Lynn's um, an email on my feelings on violence. And I think I can best sum it up that when it comes to my belief in violence, I'm a pacifist until it's time not to be a pacifist. Um, I, I think that kind of really sums up that email. Um, yeah. And it, it was it was interesting when I was writing it to go, huh. This is how I think about violence, but it also kind of caught me off guard and I'm not being egotistical or tooting my own horn, but like, I was like, wow, this is a really eloquent way to explain how you feel about violence. I know. It's like you assigned yourself an essay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was, it was, I had to, I had to put thought in it because when we talk about violence and we look at gender roles, Unfortunately, when you're in your gender role, so for me, I totally identify as a male man. You know, I enjoy many aspects of who I am, what I am, and my gender role. But that puts me into a category that people expect like, oh, you have to be violent. You have to be this. You have to be that. So when I wrote that email to you, it was like, no, I don't, I don't have to be that person. But I have to understand it, and I have to understand what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in my my short time of knowing you, um, I don't, I really don't think we are we go in the same direction on this. I have so many questions after reading your email. Okay, and I I think you're right. I I don't think I don't consider myself a violent person. Yeah. And I think even if I was instigated, I don't know. Right. Even if I was instigated to the point where I felt like I needed to be violent, mm-hmm. I don't know what that would look like. Right. Right. Um, you know, and this is, this is me talking now. Right. If we had this conversation 20 years ago, my answer would be a lot different. Right. So, so there's been some growth yeah. in transformation and maturity. Um, 
to to where I did shift. I mm-hmm. think I did shift in my yeah. beliefs yeah. in violence. And and I think uh, I think I think you kind of nailed it on the head. If you accept your growth and maturity, your your image or perspective on violence will change, and it will change in a way that is better. Um, you know, I, I, I do look back on it and I'm like, huh, if I didn't have the experiences that I had and have grown, would my beliefs when I was 18 still be here? Yeah. So what, okay. What were your beliefs when you were 18? So I guess we have to go kind of back a little bit before 18. Um, I started martial arts, uh, in first grade. Um, and it, initially I started martial arts because it was a way for my parents to have daycare. Um, and it was, it was cheaper than, you know, going to like a standard daycare. Um, so, you know, doing martial arts, it's, it's never about violence, but it gives you some type of self-confidence that you have a capability to defend yourself. And that's, and really, and I'm dating myself. We're talking back <laughs> uh, 1985, 1986. Um, karate was the rage across the nation. Right. And it was sold as a way to promote confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. Back then, they didn't talk about the, you know, bullying or anything like that, like giving you the ability to, to walk away to, and how to deal with bullies. Um. So that kind of shaped me. Um, and then as I kept going on with martial arts and you go up the rank system, you do all these things, you know, you're sparring, you're fighting other people. Um, and I remember, <laughs> oh God, it makes me feel so old. In third grade, I was a yellow belt and I did a roundhouse kick. And you're not supposed to know how to do that until you're a blue belt. So I just remember like, hey, I'm the shit. Like I'm capable of something, doing something. And and mind you, in third grade, I didn't think that way. Um, (laughs) But like I have the ability to do this. Mm -hmm. And then, and I, and this will be a a future episode. um, I went through some trauma. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm actually looking forward to to talking about that in the future. um, Where my brain kind of shifted and I shifted into hypervigilance. So all of us have fight or flight mode, period. Mm-hmm. Um, you're either going to run away from a fight or... From a trauma perspective, there's there's um, freeze and fawn. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, fight, fight or flight is like the, the two main ones we, we tend to think of. Right. So flight turned off in me Mm -hmm. um i became and i think it's it's something it's actually funny because the marines promote it like i would run towards the fight and that's what the marines say like we run towards the fight Mm. um so i would run towards the fight and then puberty hit (laughs) and i got bigger stronger faster um which I wish I could go back and, and, and change those things. When you become bigger, stronger, faster, and you've been trained 
and how to handle yourself physically, that's a problem. So by the time I was eight, because now you're a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time I was 18, you get into this mindset that most things can be solved physically. Mm. Turns out that's really not the case. And especially yeah. when you're like, you hit 18 from that point forward, you get into a fight and you win. That's called assault. Yeah. Also you might end up in jail. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, 18-year-old Jason had no problem um, engaging in physical violence. Um, that was always G the 18-year-old kid. That was always his first choice to handle a situation. Um, I do look back, you know, geez, 23 years ago. Um, I did use physical violence to protect my, my little brother. And I yeah. do not regret that at all. Mm -hmm. um, because anybody that would, would get physical with somebody that is mentally disabled, um, you know what? I, I have no use for that person. Yeah. Um, so I don't regret. And you were protecting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't regret that, but I regret yeah. everything else. Like I, 18 year old Jason had a mindset that it was okay to single out a bully and attack him because he was a bully. Turns well, out. honestly, I feel like you had valiant uh, intentions here. But the question is, when a bully isn't ag and like causing trouble and antagonizing or picking on any everybody, but you know that person's a bully and you go after them, mm. don't you become a bully to the bullies? Yeah. So that was 18-year-old Jason. Um, and maybe... <laughs> Maybe martial arts young with the way I grew up wasn't the best thing for me. Right. Um, now at 41, and I did continue martial arts as I got older, but as I got older, I understood martial arts was a way to control and bring focus to myself. So then violence kind of pushes to the back. Right. Yeah. It's interesting that they, I thought that was a message up front. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking back to like Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mr. Miyagi was not trying to like make Daniel into the, a fighter necessarily. He wanted him to be principled and practiced and, and to be able to defend himself yeah but it was first and foremost about being in you know being able to control any anything that he could inflict on others anything physically that he could inflict on others yeah yeah so it's funny that you bring up karate kid <laughs> um, yeah, we're on the it's the timeline right yeah <laughs> that <laughs> I always, I, I remember being a young kid and seeing Karate Kid and like, I thought it was bullshit because in the, in the beginning of the, like, I'm like, why did he wait so long to step up to these guys? Oh. Like, so, and that's not, and you're right. Like I can watch Karate Kid now and Mr. Miyagi was giving himself confidence, was giving yeah. him the ability 
to grow and and be well adjusted and <laughs> it's funny that you say that i remember being a little kid and just being like daniel's a wuss <laughs> like right you know wow what a great example you pulled up there <laughs> cuz well yeah because for me watching it my takeaway was like mr miyagi's the shit yep and Daniel had a lesson to learn, which yep. was you can't just explode out of fear. You have to be able to read the nuances and respond appropriately. Yeah. You know, okay. I know I've said this before and I think it's a thing that comes up a lot for me is like, I can, I can compare almost anything to yoga. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it's almost I'm going like, to do it again. It's almost like you teach yoga. It's weird. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my, <laughs> I'm going to liken this to yoga because okay. in yoga, we talk about one of the first tenets we learn mm -hmm. is called ahimsa. Okay. And it means nonviolence. Mm -hmm. And literally, it means to do no harm. But it also means that we have to practice like courage and balance and love and compassion and like all these other opposite of violent feelings and actions toward people. Yeah. And where was I going? Comparing Daniel and Mr. Miyagi and yeah. Karate Kid to yoga. Yeah. And so what I think was happening was Mr. Miyagi was like that, that, study for Daniel mm -hmm. of like you have to find the balance here and yoga it's it's just funny to me that like that's yoga yeah I mean and it's and how many times have you heard me say like how do we it's all about how we respond to a stimulus yep. versus how we react to the stimulus yeah and yeah. again that's yoga <laughs> that is yoga and so what I'm hearing though for you is that at 18, you were reacting. Yes. And now at 41, there's a pause there. There's a moment where you like think about something, take a breath or whatever. Yeah. And then you can respond. Yeah. And sometimes the appropriate response might be violence. It might be. Um... And it and 99% of the time, it might not be. Which... You might be a little low. It's like 99.99%. Okay. Uh, it's like 0.0% violence is warranted. Um, and that's what I've, but that's what I've learned over the years. And it's funny that you talk about Karate Kid and yoga. Karate Kid was my first lesson in muscle memory. Oh, because think like of, wax on, wax off. Exactly. Or paint the fence. Oh, oh Mr. Miyagi built. Yes muscle memory into daniel yeah where i by I, doing menial tasks right and and everybody out there um if you're in maine you should look up lens and, and and do take private instruction from her um <laughs> you do the same thing in yoga like i understand that you're building muscle memory into me um well, like, like i'm not doing i'm just <laughs> I'm just offering 
an idea. Yeah. You're, you're extremely <laughs> And then I'm tricky. like, okay, now stay here for 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we can, this is a, another topic we can talk about. Tip for tat, but. Yeah. You. Yes. You. Um, so There's you're, some physical component yeah. to y- your yoga. Yeah. You're extremely tricky. Um, it's always like two hours after I'm done. I'm like, Oh, I get it now. Like I have to process it. Um, and you definitely do build muscle memory. in. so, so essentially you're my, you're my Mr. Miyagi. You're a little, that is an enormous compliment. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's I'll what, take it. that's what you do. Um, he was wise. Yes. Yeah. And the whole, I'm just waiting for the chopstick fly moment. Like that's what I'm waiting for. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like that one moment where challenge accepted. I catch the fly where you've never been able to catch it. And I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and, and it's funny. I learned that from that, you know, even at a young age, I'm like, Oh, practice things over and over and over again. And it just becomes, Until you don't have to think about it. Exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's what I would do with martial arts. So I picked that up, but it took me many years later to understand what muscle memory truly is. Right. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, wow. And that's, I think where we get the phrase, like, it's just like riding a bike. Yep. Right. Like once you learn that, you can't really unlearn it. Right. Right. You can be shaky, but it's going to come back quick. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, karate kid for me young me like this is stupid he's a wuss older me goes oh there's so many good lessons here um right and, i was probably just really mature for my age yeah. <laughs> kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so when i was i do remember i mean it was also awesome to see daniel like stand up for himself right right and 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 again i was frustrated that it took till the end of the movie for him to beat up the bully right hmm you know, like my reaction as a little kid is like, well, why doesn't Daniel just get a baseball bat and whack him in the knee? You know, that, oh, that would solve the problem. <laughs> right. Ow. Yeah. Well, um, you know. there was a time in my life and I think I might surprise you. Okay. That I participated in violence. Uh Oh, I know it. I want to hear this. Um, a few times. Okay. So. The backstory is that I moved a hundred million times. Yep. It's quite an exaggeration. (laughs) But between kindergarten and high school, I went to 13 schools. Which is crazy. Yeah. I'm really good at being the new kid. (laughs) Um, It's a skill now that I have. (laughs) Um, So because I was always the new kid, a lot of the other kids in school with me had their, their groups, their cliques that, you know, they'd grown up with one another. Right. Um, I mean, I'm friends with people nowadays who have friends from elementary school and I'm just like, Oh yeah. Shoot. Yeah. I don't even, God, I don't even know all the elementary schools I went to. (laughs) Uh, so that's kind of incredible to me. So those those people you know as a new kid you come in and you're different and you're you're threatening and I was moving between Chicago and Kansas and back and forth and so my sometimes my speech would be different right. my di- you know the way I was saying things my dress my mannerisms would be different 
at first until I assimilated and then it was time to move again. So (laughs) there were times where I would have to like prove myself. Right. Or at least I felt like I would, I had to prove myself. And so I remember one time we were in line to get, it was school picture day and I was wearing this rockin'. I mean, this thing was like hot pink and yellow and teal and black and like all of the neon colors zip up jacket with a hot pink turtleneck underneath. Okay. And someone was spouting off and saying something. And I think they were talking about my little sister and I just popped off and, you know, punched him right across the face. And then there was a scuffle up against the wall. And, um, I had a, a split on my lip. I also got hit. I had a split on my lip for my picture. Really? My mom was livid. Oh, I bet. Um, and then in high school, Mm -hmm. her name is Bryn. (laughs) It's great that you remember the name. It's a stupid name. I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, yeah. At the time I did not like this person. And I played powder puff football. Okay. And I don't even remember if she deserved it or if my move was warranted or whatever, but I just, I mean, I think the whole point of powder puff is like seniors tackle juniors, juniors try to beat the seniors. Right. And this was senior year and she was a junior and I just went after it. Um, I felt like my opportunity, she'd been like, burning me up all school year right and finally i felt like on the field i had my opportunity to like you know get a little scrappy yeah the bad part is is that was caught on tape and then we had a football like all the the whole football team had a party or we had like the end of the season party or something like that and at whosoever house we were at um his dad pulled out the tape. And so then the whole football team got to see what I did as if they hadn't already seen it. (laughs) Um, And I laugh now, but I was actually mortified. I was really embarrassed about my behavior. Right. I felt justified and I was angry and I beat the shit out of her and I was pretty proud of myself. But then I was also embarrassed that everyone saw it and it's on tape. Yeah. And I don't, I don't condone violence. (laughs) And I, (laughs) I mean, I sure hope not. Right. Like I have Forrest who I'm trying to teach. Like we don't, we don't hit in this family. Right. I say that frequently. Oh, if you need to hit something, like let's go punch the pillows. Right. Those are great things to hit. So, Um, okay. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask. So, you know, a few years down the road, when you look back at it, do you take any pride in it? Or are you still mortified? Um, I don't. It's it's not a significant enough event in my life. Okay. So I there's no like regret around it. I don't think about it. Okay. You know, even when I'm telling the story, like the the details are kind of fuzzy. Yeah. I remember her name. <laughs> Couldn't tell you what she did to me. Probably nothing because my temper, my fuse was so short back then. Yeah. Um, and there's part of me, and we've talked about this, I live in a smallish body. Yep. 
and I felt like I had to prove myself. Okay. Um, so I think it was pride, honestly. Ah. So yeah, I don't, I don't look back on, on it and regret it. I also, I'm not proud of it, but I think, (laughs) I think I did it because of my pride. Okay. All right. That, that does make sense. Um, Mm -hmm. what I took out of that whole story is there's a video out there of you (laughs) taking somebody on. Yeah. I, I think I know who has it too. Oh. I know. I'm not, we don't talk to each other, but I'm sure I could track it down. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be amazing. It's um, probably on an old school video, like a VCR too. <laughs> yeah. How, how would you even play it now? Like you would have I to. Have, you, I have a VCR. Oh, you still have a VCR? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. There are still some, I know, I really should get rid of all of this. But I'm looking at a stack of VHS and DVDs in my living room. Now, a small stack, a ju- stack nonetheless. That's amazing. So, just so mm-hmm. everybody knows, um, I have about five years on Lens, as in <laughs> I'm older and I don't have any DVDs or VHSs. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Everything's digital now. I know. <laughs> And with all these subscription services, like, yeah. I don't need these. Yeah, yeah. It's just, that's kind of awesome because you have to keep They're it. They're nostalgic. Yeah, you have to keep it because as, as Forrest gets older, you can be like, back in my day. <laughs> I mean, I have the Muppet Christmas Carol on VHS. Oh, that's kind of spectacular. Yeah, hands down, not even up for argument or discussion, the best Christmas movie ever. Huh. Saying that. Okay. <laughs> We found something we disagree on. Yes. <laughs> Just saying Mickey's Christmas Carol. That's all I'm saying. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember that one. Oh, I loved it. I remember going to the Bangor Opera House to see it with my uncle. <laughs> I was like four. These might be fighting words. They might be. See? Everything ties back <laughs> to violence. <laughs> huh. So you, so, okay. So, so does that surprise you? It doesn't. Do you know why it doesn't surprise me? Tell me. Because you, like a badass, have the best pin in the world that you wear on your jacket. A jean jacket. A jean jacket (laughs) at that. Yeah. Like. I might as well have patches on it. Yeah. And I mean, it, it tells me at the end of the day, my friend Linz, when it comes to it, does not give two fucks. And it's amazing. Um. Like it's like, I remember the first time I saw it and it actually caught me off guard and I had to process it for like 10 minutes. Which is a long time for you. Yes, it is. And then <laughs> as, as I got to, to know you more and know your background and, and your history, I'm like, Oh, that button makes so much sense for lens. Like I get it. Um, it's just, you have to tell everyone what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm building suspense. I know. <laughs> but it's killing me. Um, I believe it says, dead men don't catcall, and it has a picture of a knife with blood on it. It's dead men can't catcall. Dead like, men can't catcall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, that privilege has been revoked. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, I just remember the first time I saw it, and I don't think I even, I, I never even said this to you. I'm like, 
oh, I can't fuck with her. Like, <laughs> like she has the potential. Maybe she'd stick a knife in me if I said bad words to her. Uh, <laughs> which I know you wouldn't, but that attitude of, oh, yeah, you're not going to push her around. Like, she's not going to take it. Um, yeah. And I really appreciated it because I do have a seven-year-old daughter. Right. So I was like, oh, yeah, I would stab a guy that talked to my daughter like that. <laughs> like, And I'm kidding, people. I wouldn't stab him. My goodness. Um, <laughs> but it was such an amazing statement. Um, I think for me, it's like I walk this delicate balance between yep. practicing what I preach in yoga, yep. right? Which is nonviolence. Right ahimsa yep and that can be in thoughts in words in an action yep and so yeah you're right i'm not walking around with like a knife in my pocket no. ready to stab the next person who whistles at me down the street right however i am very clear in the fact that it is absolutely appropriate for me to have boundaries with people yep and i do not move from those once i've set them and i think more people should feel like they have boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're, so you, yeah, I think it's a statement that's like, yeah, just don't. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> just it, what, don't. Yeah. What was awesome about it is you got this button on your jean jacket. And so for me to see it today again on your Instagram story, I remember <laughs> the last podcast we did when we we're talking about parenting like how you're like yeah when i'm in my 60s i'll let my hippie out i'll have these dresses and blah 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 and i'm just like no like you're totally like that punk rock like uh, i am gonna it. fight you so <laughs> I, i'm having a tough time seeing you in your 60s being like yeah i'm relaxed and in my awesome flowing dresses like dang it okay I, but still badass nonetheless true yeah yeah, but it was it was a statement that that button is such a statement like it stopped and made me think. Interesting. Yeah. I I have to I do another thing in my life where I oh, I think we talked about this. Um where I am a lactation counselor. Yep. And I represent an organization okay. when I do that. Yep. And so I have to remember that I can't wear that button <laughs> when I when I have those meetings or when I go see people. Yeah. Um, because it's completely inappropriate. <laughs> it, it is. And yeah. it pisses me off a little bit that I have to take that button off because I want to, I want to be able to make a statement like that. Yeah. And, and I get it. I know, yeah. you know me. Yep. So it surprised you yep. because there's this bloody knife. Yeah. Dead men can't cat call like a threat. Yeah. But I'm like the least violent person, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like outside of like you know, my seven year old daughter. Yeah, you may be the least violent person <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, by the way, like I do want to make that into a T-shirt for her to wear in high school. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, um, I hope she would be willing to do that. But also, you know, she's such she's such a just 
yeah, I don't know if she will, but I'm like, yeah, that's what my daughter needs to wear when she's in high school. Like, yeah, you know, but it just, it, it, it also, it did surprise me completely, but it was also like, oh, I think we might connect on something. Mm. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I love that you could use a simple little button to make a powerful statement. The, well, and that was a gift. Oh, okay. Um, a friend of mine in DC, I used to ride my bike to commute. And so I lived on the other side of the river from DC. And so I would bike into DuPont Circle. Okay. And it was a six mile trip. Oh. And part of that is like downtown DC streets where like as a cyclist, you stop with stoplights, you stop with traffic, like you follow the same pace okay. and direction as cars do. And um, I mean, essentially you're a moving vehicle. Yeah. So, but what would happen is I, I would get to a stoplight and there would be some dodo next to me trying to talk to me out his window <laughs> about all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And I remember going into work one day and, and sharing what happened to me on the way to work. Yep. And it's, it's repulsive. It's offensive. Um, it's a little bit threatening because, because I am on a bike. Yeah. Because I am 110 pounds because I am alone. And I don't know what that person could do or would do. And so I, I was, you know, sharing this story with my friends and um, just like kind of getting upset, like mad upset, not sad, but like mad that I even had to think about this. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure that person probably didn't think anything about it for the rest of their day. Right. The one who was calling out their window. So anyway, the same friend I was telling also just like showed up at work one day with that button for me so i have no idea where it came from and i and i and i put it on my jacket and it has it doesn't i don't take it off that's awesome yeah i mean yeah yeah it was it was so good because i remember the conversation you were talking to holly about (laughs) the birthing process yeah. So that was the other thing that like boggled my mind. I'm like, okay, you're talking about bringing life into the world while wearing this button. I'm talking about bringing life into the world yeah. with a very sweet person. Yes. <laughs> I'm like probably just came out of a yoga class. Probably. Oh no, you um, you guys ran out of coffee. It was that day. Oh, it was that day. Yeah, and Holly. Oh, you hadn't seen it before. No, it's first time, and and you oh. and Holly were talking about her daughter's um, birth that was, is coming up. Upcoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so when I saw that, and I knew the con- like, because I remember walking through the door, and you're like, "Guess what we're talking about?" And at that point, I hadn't had my coffee either. And I was like, "Oh, nice." I was like, "I don't know," and you were like, "Oh, birth," and I was like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> and then I saw the button. I was like, "Huh." Like the math didn't make sense to me. I was like, wait, you're talking about bringing life into the world and you're wearing that button. (laughs) And that's where my brain went for 10 minutes where I was just like, wait, wait, that's not who I, what? Like it was just, it was hilarious. And I really didn't talk to you about it after because I was like, all right, you know, because other things in the world started, it's kind of funny. Like, so your button talking about childbirth with Holly 
And then it was amazing how, I guess it's the universe, started to present to me like what a problem cat calling or let's be honest, everybody, severe sexual harassment is really going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of funny, like how that all kind of like connected to each other in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just, it was, it was a good surprise. It was like, Oh, okay. Like, and then, you know, and I had even thought about that because you had told me previously, like you lived in DC Mm-hmm. And I've been and to before DC. that, yeah, yeah, and seen Albany yeah. and Chicago and yep. Kansas City. Yeah, so yeah, you kind of have like you did have to deal with. Oh God, I don't, I don't even know what word to use. I guess assholes, scumbags, whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's, you had it's to, disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting behavior. Yeah. So it's hilarious that we're talking about this because you're leading me into a perhaps bit of violence had to be used today on your behalf <laughs> and it's hilarious I, have, I don't even know but as soon as you say on my behalf i'm yeah. like oh fuck <laughs> well so it's it's hilarious because it's almost like because you always think to yourself like what am i going to talk about on this podcast like i know the topic but where am yeah. i going to go with this um, so I won't say where I work, but I do, I do, um, work inside the construction industry and I'll be the first one to tell you a lot of the stereotypes inside of the construction industry are true. They really are. <laughs> um, so you're working with a bunch of bro-y bros, bro-y bros, um, things like that. So yeah. one of my absolute favorite customers, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's gruff. He's a welder. He's just, you know, he's, he's awesome. And he was talking to me about like, Hey, like I've listened to your podcast and carnivore more, you know, I've, I know you got this opine nation thing going on, like just being really supportive of me. Mm -hmm. And he was complimenting you like on our dynamic. And he, 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 he even said like the doula one that we did together on carnivore and more, it, he's like, and it's the same thing we say. He goes, I had more questions. I don't think it was long enough. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, it did made you get me... his questions? Oh, I didn't get the questions. No, no, okay. no. Yeah. I probably should ask him, um, but it was, it <laughs> you was... can interview me again. Yeah. Oh God. We could go another two or three hours on, on your other <laughs> life. Um, so I was like, I was super like pumped. I'm like, wow. Like he listens and he enjoyed, cool. yeah, he enjoyed the doula podcast. Whereas I fully believe in the st- stereotypes of the construction industry. Like he caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Like what, what this guy's a welder and he has questions about doulas. Like, okay. yeah. So just, I can't say enough good things about him. Um, he has though a younger, I guess not an apprentice cause he does get paid, but probably 24, 25 years old. And this kid decided to open up to me about how I should deal with you and the things I should do to you. Uh. Yeah, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring up what he said and how he said it because it's it to me it's a it's really a moot point and I don't feel that those things should be repeated. Um, so he was essentially 
without you even being there and this is how my mind processed it like yeah so i no, i have no idea who you're talking about yeah i don't i've never met these people nope. as oh. far as i know they don't like interact with me on social media not at all they they know you based on the limited opine nation uh instagram we have and then you know on carnivore and so more, two whole pictures two whole pictures and then on carnivore and more i believe there's two pictures two pictures maybe yeah there's or one three, a combo picture maybe yeah so i mean okay and 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 this is what kind of oh by the way i'm pretty sure i'm in like sweatpants in every one of those pictures pretty much yeah <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, yeah, there's the one where you're standing. My uniform. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, it's like, okay. Um, So he's saying these things. And I mean, you could see on my face that I'm getting extremely agitated because not only was he saying things about my friend, but also I kind of took it as, wow, would this guy talk this way to my daughter? If she, mm-hmm. if she was older, obviously not a seven year old. So, you know, I, I was like, you need to stop. I can't imagine what that's like. Um, it's not good. It's not good. Um, right. It's that old term. It kind of hits close to home. Mm-hmm. My um, dad would say the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, he's it just, just absolutely atrocious and disgusting things. Like, what? yeah. First of all, he like does. How well does he know you to feel comfortable to say anything? That's anything. Yeah, that's you know, and that's you know, and I think we see it in pop culture and stuff. You know, in the movies and the TV shows, like the construction guys cat calling women mm. as they walk down the street. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that goes on. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a. The reason it's in pop culture, I know it culture, goes on. It's. It's a real thing. I can walk down the street when there are utility workers. Yep. And yep. I'm extremely self-conscious. Yeah. So. And then they see forest. Yeah. And it makes me feel, honestly, it makes me feel a little safer. Yeah. Which because that's not okay. How? Which is not okay. Yeah. But I, I don't think that if they have the audacity to catcall, that they would do it in front of my child. Yeah. And if they or do, or at least I hope not. Yeah, and if they do, that's a whole different level of scumbag. Like that's absolutely. Just, that that's when you know I feel you're justified in having that knife. <laughs> um, yeah, I think my move would be though. Let's just. Can I play out this situation for yeah, a second? Yeah, please, please. I think my move would be to take down any information that I could. Okay. Like I would probably bust out my phone and start taking yep. pictures. And then I would ask for a supervisor's name. Yeah. And then I would, in detail, yep. explain exactly what happened. Yep. And then I would get the city involved to make sure that everybody knew what was going on. Yep. Because that kid either, men maybe not a kid, that person, no matter what their age. Yep. Either needs some remediation. Yep. Um, and or they need a new job. Yeah. Yeah. And... Anybody out there listening, if you deal with this situation with like construction companies and with these workers and stuff, only because I have the knowledge, all construction companies that are running the projects put up large posters with name and phone numbers on it. 
So what what mm. Lindsay is saying, like taking photos and stuff, that's the right thing to do because you can get that photo quick, get the information, and get the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, and it's something that they're going to deal with swiftly because if heaven forbid a general contractor gets a reputation, they're done in the industry, just mm-hmm. done. So take Lindsay's advice: get your phone out, take pictures. Um, and and if you can take a picture of the guy too, because yeah. Unfortunately, construction workers in hard hats and the same yellow shirts, they all kind of look alike. (laughs) Right. So when you're like, yeah, the guy that, you know, was in the yellow shirt and the red um, hard hat, he looked like this. There's going to be five guys that look like that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So definitely that's that's actually brilliant and good advice. Um, Okay, cool. Yeah. So I've matured. You have. You have. (laughs) You have. Also, I'm not going to fight somebody. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And in front of Forrest. Yeah. No, you, I mean, you. It's not going to happen. You're having the right reaction to that particular situation. Yeah. Um. So back to the lovely little issue I yeah. dealt with today. Your, your conversation. Yeah. So he would not stop. Um, what? Yeah. Just, just wouldn't. He thought he was hilarious and like all these different things. And he thought it was okay. And I warned him, I'm like, this is not a road you want to go down. Stop talking. Like, just stop talking. Um, and he would not. Um, so Like, he felt safe enough with you. Yeah. Yeah. So what, wow. that bothers me a little bit, because I'm like, do I look like a guy? Like, so, and, and I think this is true for most people in my life, whether male or female, like I don't view you as a sexual object. I just don't. Yeah. You know, like you're my friend. Um, and how can a ki- a 20, well, I guess I can't say kid cause he's 25, 24. Uh, I know a kid, a kid. How, <laughs> how can he look at you that way based on three or four photos on Instagram? Also, at 24 or 25, he's legit a millennial. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't they have? He's Gen Z. Oh, God. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Yep. It's younger than a millennial? He's younger than a millennial. Okay. But but aren't the social rules of millennials and younger different than someone who's 50? Supposed to be. But... We also have to, you know, you also have to look at how was he raised? This is the industry he's working right. in, like all also these different things. That's the other big thing. Um, people often joke, and I, I, you're, you've been in Maine, what, three years now? Yeah, almost. So everybody <laughs> jokes like Maine is always five to ten years behind the rest of the country. Yeah, people still do Zumba here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In large droves. Yes. People still do Zumba here. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, when it comes to us being yeah. better when it comes to these issues, we're still five to ten years behind. I also think we're a purple state because, like, the coastline tends to be bluish. Yep. And then the further away you get from the ocean, the redder it gets. True. Yeah. I mean, so, I think the line... It's actually funny. I like I live kind of on the line, mm-hmm. like Brunswick, you, like just far enough off the highway. <laughs> yeah. So Brunswick, Maine, 
is liberal. Yes. Bowdoin, Maine, if you were to walk to the front of my yard right now, you would see Trump um, banners and driveways and Trump flags. So I can drive 12 minutes, 15 minutes and be in liberal Maine. But when I get home, I'm in Trump country. So that's that's kind of how Maine is. So mm-hmm. I have to take that into account with this kid. But he wouldn't stop. So I simply put my forearm into his chest and lifted him up on a wall and told him to stop. Oh, my God. And my very good customer. <laughs> You're at work. I'm at work. Like, <laughs> and this is a this this is a problem. So my very good customer was like, Jason, I put it down and he decided he was going to deal with it. Okay. Um, and we, I don't want to say his name, but we had a discussion. Like, we both have daughters. Yeah. And I was like, Bill. Like, and this person, me, oops, is someone's daughter. <laughs> yes, you're someone's daughter. I'm, I'm, I'm a father to a daughter. My, right. my, the, the guy I deal with is a father. Yeah. And I just looked at him. I'm like, dude, you have a daughter. Mm-hmm. What if he was talking that way about your daughter? And it was kind of a moment of pause where it kind of the light bulb went off in his head, but he's been working in that industry his whole life. Okay. So for him, and and I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the future, he has a work life and he has a home life. Uh-huh. And he does not allow his work life to influ- his home life to influence his work life. Mm-hmm. And I allow my home life to come into my work life because my family is that important to me. Right. I mean, I allow my friendship with you like, hey, you you don't talk about Linz that way. Like, you just don't. Um, but. And, and I want to stress this, that probably wasn't the best way to react but when I put mm. when I put you into the equation and I put my daughter into the equation, some things shut down in my brain that typically would be up and stop those reactions. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and, you know, of course, the first thing I do is I reach out to my wife and I'm like, hey, this happened because <laughs> um, she's a social worker. So she right. really understands how the mind works. And just she's she's so good. She's like, was that the best reaction? <laughs> I mean, she knows the answer. Yeah, I, I mean, come on, like, I, I mean, everybody knows the answer. And it was like, no. And then it goes to, do you think your job's at risk? No, you know, all all these things. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I also, it was the wrong reaction. But I don't regret it. Do you think that kid learned anything? That's why I don't regret it. What if I taught him something? Mm-hmm. Um, but what if there's a different way to teach it? Oh, yeah. There's there's totally a different way. <laughs> a more impactful way. Yeah. Yeah. Like part of me. So as I was thinking about it, like later, later today, uh, part of me was thinking, you know what I should have done? I should have because the job site. Should have, would have, could have. The job site is not that far from Biddeford. So when I thought about it later on in the day, I'm like, oh, I should have had Linz come to the job site and be like, hi, I'm the one that you're turning into a sexual object. 
Right. That probably would have been like a, a better learning experience instead of me mm-hmm. lifting them up and being like, hey, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and quite frankly, when I think about it now, I kind of would like to see that interaction between you and that kid. <laughs> right, because doubtful that yep. he would say the same things to my face. Oh, not that, at all. That he said to you. Yeah. 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 And it's just, you know, but also. Uh, so like, I don't know if I, if this makes me feel weird. Okay. Beca- because I feel like I'm supposed to thank you. No. And. No. And I also feel like, well, hey, I can find my own battle. Yeah. <laughs> and. It's ridiculous that you even had to deal with that. Well, unfortunately, in today's world. I know world, it happens. Yeah. Today's world, it, it comes up way more than, like, if this was 1985 and this happened, okay. Like, that's where we were no. in 1985. Yeah. Why the hell is this happening in 2020? Right. Like. like we know better. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, hey, kid, like, the Me Too movement maybe there's a lot of things that were said that are bad, but there's a lot of things that came out of that movement. Like you should have learned from. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have hope because of my sons, you know? Okay. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking about is, and I mean, I married a person who would never cat call. Oh, Yoshi. Uh- yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No no Yeah, knowing Yoshi for exactly twelve minutes. <laughs> I totally understand that from him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so and and that's a learned behavior. Yes. So if Forrest never sees it mm-hmm. or never hears it, and maybe isn't even exposed to it until he's like much older. Right. And then we can address it. So that he has language to tell his friends to shut up. Yep. If it's his friends who are saying something. Right. Right. And. But this goes to any sort of, not just like sexual catcalling, right? Right. To me, it goes to any sort of call that you're making or verbal statements that you're making out loud about. This is just bullying. Yeah. Yep. With sexual undertones in this case. But, but it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, and it's kind of like we kind of alluded it to in the be- mm. the beginning of the podcast. There is physical violence, and it's an awful thing. It's, yeah, it's it's atrocious. But I think about what if that that kid had the the audacity to talk to you like that to your face, right? I think that and, that's much more devastating than getting like a punch to the gut. Yeah. Um, and that bothers me because I don't, I, I think a lot of people don't understand words. The psychological impact. Yeah. Words are extremely violent. Mm-hmm. Um, and the message. Yeah. The, the, the implied message there. Yeah. Of him feeling comfortable to say something like whatever he said that 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 somehow lessens me yeah as a human and like that's the disgusting part right yep for me is is 
now you're putting me lower than you. Yep. So that you can somehow dominate me. Yeah. And like, for what? What are you getting out of this? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Like, I, so. You're, I don't know. And, you know, part of me wonders, like, was he trying to show off for you guys? Probably, and he probably so thought that, he that could was the be way one to do of it. the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, you know, it 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 got me thinking. Um, so I don't understand catcalling. Again, it's really sexual harassment. Like I don't understand doing that to a female. I don't get it because at the end of the day, it doesn't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you make somebody feel bad about themselves and it's not like they're going to want to go out with you or like any of that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. It's not, I don't know anyone who sees it as a compliment. Yeah. But until modern times for me in my history, I always stayed silent on it. I never like it bothered me when my friends did it, but I never told them to stop. Like I, mm. you know, it, it, it goes back it goes back when you look at situations it's like well you know this happened and it was wrong but i didn't say anything yeah well guess what that makes you a part of the problem right that's part of when when we do like bully training yep in class in school yep that's part of the conversation is if you stand by you know you're part of the problem yeah yeah but all of the bystanders need to be saying something yeah so that we can put a stop to it yeah so now i refuse now you're you're saying something i refuse to be a part of the problem mm-hmm. um i absolutely refuse it like it's not and it's it's a weird hill to make my stand on uh <laughs> you know um because a lot of people I don't think so well a lot of people just be like eh, it's not a big deal just tell the dude to shut up Okay, well, that's how we got to where we are with racism, too. Yeah. Because a whole bunch of people don't say boo about anything. Yeah. Um, So that's the hill I'm on right now. Like, I'm not. Well, I think it's a great hill. Well, it's it's one of many hills. I actually think you could pile all (laughs) these hills. You have a couple hills. Oh, it's it's bad. Like, so I think something. So we 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 disagree on violence. like I have a t-shirt that says be hard to kill. Like I have a martial arts background. I, I know how to handle myself. Um, I am, I am an individual that is armed. Um, as far as I do believe in home defense, having a firearm. I know yeah. we disagree on that and that's going to be a yeah. future podcast that I'm super excited for. Um, <laughs> I am not. I am not. <laughs> I know. I know. That's, that's the one like out of, I think of all the podcasts we're going to do. I'm like, that's the one where I'm really going to push your buttons and it's going to be so much fun. Um, oh <laughs> um, but in a playful way. Um, yeah. So like we differ on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and I know, it's a concern for a lot of us out there. I almost feel like violence might be necessary in today's current environment. Um, we've, we've all been subject to a lot of horrible things <laughs> since March. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even have to go back a year to talk about what's going on in our country. 
Yeah. Um, you know, the COVID thing hit. And a wise man, man said, he goes, you know what? I have a lot of hope with this COVID thing. I hope it brings us together. Like, we got to lock down for a few weeks. We're going to get through this. But, hey, we're doing this to protect people that have compromised immune systems and the elderly. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I look back at that statement. I go, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm doing this for me. You know, I, I have a son that's high risk. Doing it for him. And I'm, I'm doing it for elderly people and all this stuff and i can do it um and then george yeah and the phrase was to flatten the curve yeah so that the hospitals didn't get overrun with people exactly um and then george floyd hit Mm -hmm. and you know i don't have to talk about the video i think everybody in the world saw the video Mm -hmm. but outside of you know my obligations to my family I know for a fact, I don't think I could have, like, I couldn't have stood by. Yeah. Um, I would have, I would have risked arrest or even potential death because yeah, that, I, that I was believe wrong. that a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, and then it got worse. Yeah. Um, did you see the, the, <laughs> it's kind of funny. You live there. You, I don't, did you see the video with the elderly man in Albany? No. <sighs> I I don't think you should. I honestly I have a really hard time watching the news. Yeah. I was I I watched the news that Monday morning when they showed the video of George Floyd dying. Yeah, and you with were probably the police officers. With it. I and Forrest was sitting right next to me. Ugh, okay. And he knows and I mean he's he's almost 4. Yeah. And now he knows George Floyd yep. and he knows how he died yep. and he, and, and we talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I know for a lot of folks, you know, it was a privilege that I even got to wait until he was four right. to talk about it. Yeah. To talk about, um, racism and, and, um, the injustice that's being served. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. I look back at that situation if somebody in that crowd had just pushed that cop off the top of George Floyd. Yeah. It's all it would have taken. Yeah. I would have taken an arrest for that. Yeah. Um, and then Albany happened and nobody, they don't talk about it too much. Um, <sighs> these, I, I mean, there must've been 50 Albany cops in riot gear marching down the street. This elderly man with a cane shouted at them. Mm. And a cop pushed him down and he banged his head off the pavement and blood started coming out of the back of his head. Are you kidding me? No. And nobody helped him. And I I do last I knew, I knew that it was serious condition. Oh my god. And our lovely commander, and I'm gonna this comes from my eighteen year old eighteen year old, our commander in Cheeto. <laughs> said, oh, yeah, he had ties to Antifa. Okay. Which he didn't. Okay. Also, still a human. Yep. So the officers that were involved in that were charged, and the whole Albany police force quit to support their, their fellow brothers in that situation. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that happened. 
I miss that. Yeah. And, and, and in my head, I'm like, why didn't it like, where's, where's somebody picking this guy up and get him to a hospital? Yeah. Um, and it, it's been escalating, you know, what's going on in Portland. Some of mm-hmm. it is extremely wrong from the other per- Portland. Yeah. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Portland, the second Maine. Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Portland, Oregon, like the mothers that <laughs> came out to protect the protesters. Yeah. And seeing Homeland Security dragging moms off and seeing the terror in their eyes. Mm-hmm. In my head, it's like because a thing happens when you take these Homeland Security guys and you put them in full riot gear with gas masks on. That mask now makes it so they're not that person anymore. Right. They're because now they're a in a costume. Yep. You don't know who this they are. This is all make-believe. Yep. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, and this violence needed to occur against those officers. It, it was not okay. Dragging a mother off mm-hmm. because she wanted to help protect protesters. So, and it's it's just been escalating in, in our country. And, and you and I, we're very fortunate because of where we live. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's a statement you made to me when this all kind of hit and it's always stuck in my head. Like, if I wasn't a mom, I'd probably be in jail right now. Yeah. And I think that statement kind of s- sticks with me, too. Like, if I wasn't a dad, maybe I would be in jail right now. Yeah. But it's also getting to the point for me. Um, oh, yeah. I would have been on the street. Yeah. Um, I do think, you know, and I wrote about this in my last newsletter, mm-hmm. that we can stand up for for social justice. We can. Yep. Without, in other ways. Yes. In that we don't have to be the people rioting on the street. Right, and that's, okay. I and you're completely and I'm right. yeah. and I'm actively. I'm actively doing that in the ways that, that I can. Right. Um, knowing that it's COVID, knowing yep. that I'm a mom to a little one, Yep. you know, and I, and there's plenty of people who do it differently than, than I do it. Right. Um, so I don't think that's the only way. Right. And with that said, it's, it's something that I wish I wish I had done. Right. Um, or felt safe enough to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and it's it's tough because it's. I know people who brought their kids. Yeah, I. That's something that. And yeah. I, I mean, I know we're in Maine and right. things are pretty quiet. Yeah. But heck no. I would not. I mean, Forrest, we went to a, we went to a a march in D.C. before we left. Yep. Oh man, it was not the women's march on Washington because that got violent. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a Trump protest, and now I can't remember which one it was. It was early on <laughs> in his election because yeah, I mean it was I was wearing like a light jacket and I was still baby wearing Forrest. Okay. Like he was probably only a month old. Okay. Um, he was born right before the election. Yeah, as yeah, yeah, he's like what four or five days before Trump was elected. Yeah, I I had already like I had sent in my absentee ballot because I 
either thought I would be having a baby or thought I would be like in like I didn't want to be in labor and yeah. have to wait in the voting line. I didn't so we had voted already. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. And it's um I cried. Yeah. <laughs> and apologized to my child, my my newly born <laughs> child. Yeah, it's so with but even though I don't like I don't condone violence, right. I don't teach it with force. I right. actually try to like hide him away from all that. You know, yep. I don't even like him like wrestling too roughly. Right. Right right now. Yeah. I and we don't own guns. Yep. And we speak to each other at our house. Yep. With you know, with respect yeah. and love. So, I don't know. Um, that's it's hard for me. Yeah, no, because it's... I do think sometimes there's a place for it. Yeah, and and I know, you know, and I see, I get it. Yeah, like I, it's it 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 almost I wouldn't say it's a daily thing, but more and more it's like, so somebody like Donald Trump has never has never been met with violence. Well, that we know of. That we know of, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe. I would imagine he might have been bullied as a kid. Maybe, but he, I, al- he isn't also... Isn't there some implications that his father was a pretty terrible human being? Yeah. Well, I know there was implications that his mom was never there. Okay, um, and, abandoned. Yeah. Um, but... I'm I'm to the point. So I appreciate like I'm not trying to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> play I know. devil's advocate. No, by no, no, any no. Means. Yeah, no. I <laughs> or just defend behavior. Well, maybe it's not met with. I don't think Donald Trump truly understands violence. Mm. Um, How so? He looks at so perfect example. Remember, you know, he he wanted to take a picture in front of a church holding a Bible. Yes. And he had to have the the street tear gassed first for him so he could walk across the Mm -hmm. street with no protesters. And he didn't get permission from the church? Yeah, none of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, you know, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, tear gassing is not violence. No, it is. Yeah, because, by the way, those protests were, they had every right to be there. Yep. And they were not violent. Yep. And And it was the middle of the day. It was before curfew. Right. Now, I don't know if you know this. You know what the Geneva Convention is, right? Mm-hmm. So things we're not allowed to do in war. Mm-hmm. In war, we're not allowed to tear gas civilian populations. We're not allowed to tear gas enemy combatants. Mm. But in this country, we tear gas protesters. Wow. So that's an extremely violent act, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so Donald Trump used violence so he could walk across the street. Mm. But I don't think he understands violence and the power of violence um Mm. for him is just a tool to get what he wants that's it whereas i'm getting to the point in my life that he's like pretty masterful at using violence yeah verbally and physically yeah and now and he's so and yeah and he's filthy rich so yep he can pay other people to do violent things too. Yeah. He never gets his hands dirty. Um, 
So for me, violence is is getting to a point where I actually think, and I'm not condoning it or promoting it, but I also feel like in this country, violence may be getting to the point where we need to use violence to suppress a tyrannical government. Like, it's it's scary for me to sit back and go, huh. You mean like an uprising of the people? Yeah. Like, it's hmm. we're getting to... It, and this is where we're have you watched handmaid's tale oh yeah oh my god i love that show and it's so disturbing yep and that's what i'm imagining yeah um and i'm imagining and it was a very uh it was an amazing uh quote do you know who thomas Paine is yes very very important in you know the beginning of our country yes and i can't remember the exact quote but essentially it's I will de- I will deal with violence now so my children don't have to later. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting to the point where I'm like, hmm, we need to use violence against our tyrannical government so our children aren't going to be suppressed in the part of a fascist re- regime. And I don't like thinking that way, but mm-hmm. I get an image of a mother being dragged down the street. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of like my, the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, you know, but on the flip side, you got, you got groups that are out there that aren't protesters, that are rioters, that are causing property destruction and being violent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just. And people are pissed. This yeah. Is- this is generations of anger yeah. and fear, and now we've got fear. I and I think I think I we talked about this at some point off the air, where I think we're all living this like low grade simmer of fear. I yeah. Michelle Obama just came out and said she's she's um, she's depressed. Yeah, I get it. She's got like a low grade depression. I'm like, oh yes. That's yeah. what I, that's what I've been saying for the last month. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just finally feel like I had a word for it. Yep. And yes, of course she is. Yeah. Of course we are. Yeah. Of course everybody's afraid. Yep. I mean, but can you imagine? Here's where I go okay. with that: is like, what is this doing to our our systems, yeah. our nervous systems, oh. our immune systems? Yeah. I mean, we're all gonna like fritz out. I mean, I think a lot of us, I know for you, I mean, I think, I think. I work so hard to keep myself regulated. Yeah. Like I, I <laughs> so that I can teach other people how to regulate. Right. But I, I mean, I saw it with you. Like, I just remember like putting into perspective the timeline of meeting you and doing podcasts mm-hmm. with you and stuff. And then COVID hit and then everything George else Floyd. hit. Died, yeah. Like Breonna Taylor. Yep. And so when all that hit, I saw. And it was just a reminder of all of the other. Yeah. All of the other people I've seen die. Yeah. With Um, no justice. Yeah, none whatsoever. So I just remember that shift in you, and I was like, huh? Like, (laughs) like I was like, wait, (laughs) like you're a positive person that like enjoys life. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I like to sleep for 13 hours and eat cookies. I'm like, wait, that's not. <laughs> Drink like, wine. Yeah. 
Um, and I mean, everything in balance, everything in balance. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's, that's when I started to, you know, and, and it's not just you. I mean, I've, I know I've said this on here, like the similarities between you and my wife with being able to pick up on the energy of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, huh. And then you have me and we'll, we'll talk about this in the future. Like with, with what I went through, like this hypervigilance and expecting a fight always like that got multiplied by 10. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's something that I know we've talked about this off the podcast. Like when I, when I do yoga with you, I get like an hour of relief from that hypervigilance. I know because when you say things like that, yeah, I like I actually do worry about and and like wonder what that what that does to the rest of yeah. your system. Yeah, like I um, because it affects you. It does. It does. You and know, it's... I posted a video today about um, yeah, like a a relaxation yep. practice. Yeah, and i i use it i can't remember if we've used it we haven't no but i mean, okay but i'm sure you've done it before where you like squeeze you squeeze muscles yeah. in a progressive way up or down the body doesn't matter which one yep and then you and then you relax them yeah so that you can notice the difference of holding on to tension versus releasing tension yep and it it really does work um and i use it for all sorts of things and it's just so that the body can send the message to the brain that everything's okay yeah so the brain can then send the body the same message yeah so that so that things can get into a calmer place yeah i don't mean calm as in like oh this like blissful peaceful all things are love and light i mean like your actual physical nervous system yeah can 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 like okay phew yeah let's take a let's like okay yeah we're okay yeah because if we don't do that and we're constantly looking behind us like a tiger's chasing us yep which by the way is the same thing as your you respond the same way whether it's what you're seeing on the news yep or an actual tiger yeah it does the same thing to your body and so when you live in that hypervigilant state you're just kind of like always on. Yeah. And so what we've been doing is like teaching you that it's okay and it's safe. Yeah. To to turn it off sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and I know I joke about this. I'm like, yeah, I know like I'm independently wealthy when I can have you instruct me five days a week. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, because for that day where I get to turn off for an hour with your instruction, like it's a good day. I think I, I, yeah, it was a Saturday. Like I, I pretty sure I told you this, like I had, I had yoga with you the Saturday morning and then just me and my wife went out and it was like, Oh yeah. We had like one of the best date nights we've had recently because I was able to stay turned off for like the rest of the day. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. And it's something that I'm like, okay, you got to work on this. But then, you know, you do the stupidity of pulling up Google News and you're like, oh, I'm back yep. on now. I know. Um, you know, and I just, 
And it's a pra- like that's why we call yoga a practice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In the same way that like it's a practice. Yeah. So and it's okay for your body to to turn on again. Yeah. And now that you you practice, you can practice turning it back off. Yeah. yeah. I say that, but I I fall you know I I do the same thing to myself. Well, you're you know <laughs> like I'm. I, I'm saying these things, yep. I, you know, I teach these things. It doesn't mean that I do it with perfection. Right. You're... It means that I've learned some things along the way yeah. and I'm still practicing, but it, you know, whatever the yeah. strategies I use might also work for you. Right. I mean, it, it is nice. Um, <laughs> and I actually joked about it. I believe yesterday it's like, Oh, Hey, Linz, you're a human being. This is great to see. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I know, you know, it, it's for the listeners. I had to cancel a session because I had spent the previous night puking. Yeah. <laughs> and once I knew you were okay, that's where I saw the humor in it. Cause it was, like, Oh yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> well, I almost texted you at like 2am and I didn't because I thought Jason doesn't want to hear from me right now. Yeah. <laughs> So I waited because then I and I was also like, well, I might feel fine. I might yeah. feel fine in the yeah. morning. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't fine until like, like I really didn't even eat a whole lot the next day. Right. I didn't even feel safe eating until dinner because <laughs> I was so worried I was going to puke again. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's but you're right. Like you're human I'm human. Being. Yeah. So it was, yes. it was good to to get a reminder of that. Um, cause I mean, I think often when you work with somebody, you know, like you've helped me with, with my pain relief and all these things. So a lot of times you'll, you'll take an instructor, a teacher and kind of put them up on a pedestal. Oh, sure. I do it too. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, she can get sick too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just, it made me laugh once I knew you were okay. I didn't, I, I waited to laugh and, until I knew you were okay. Um, yeah, I wasn't gonna laugh. Thanks. You know, during. <laughs> well, you could have laughed. It was I wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, okay, so wait, you think we fall in the same place for violence? Um, I think you might be right. Yeah, I think, I think by nature you you are a little more violent than me. Um, Is that fair to say? I would say not a little. Okay, a lot. Um, yeah. So. One thing that I, I, with age, maturity, and an amazing partner, you learn that there's much more to life than, than that. Um, but unfortunately, through, through life and, and things that have occurred, um, I guess the... I, I, and I think this is where you and I really kind of kind of split in the road. I'm comfortable with violence and it's, uh, it's, mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable that I seek it out. I don't. Um, if you're 40, if you're 41 years old and seeking out violence, there's, there is something psychologically wrong with you. Like that's, that's not the way to live and be. Mm-hmm. Um, so the statement I'm comfortable with violence means when it comes time to step up and protect my family, I'm not going to run. Um, I'm going to be there and protect them. Um, 
and if if I get put into a situation, <clears throat> um, I <clears throat> my goodness, sorry. Um, I understand, like my adrenaline won't spike. I'm not going to lose control in the situation because I I know that there's more on the line in these bad situations. Mm. Um, whereas I think I think for you it may make more sense for you to get away from a bad situation. Right. Um, and sometimes I wish, because fight or flight, I know we talk about it like, oh, you can have these two responses. It's the same exact thing. Your body and your nervous system and your brain, all of it do the same exact thing whether you decide to run or stand your ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where people don't understand it. They're like, oh, you're a coward because you ran. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, you just, you made a, you made a different decision because your body's going to do whatever it's going to do in that situation. The same and it's all about way. survival at that point. It is. It is. So I, it's, it's, it's something that I deal with um, and I wish I didn't have the level of comfort, but because I have the level of comfort, I mean, I joked about it with you today. It's um, amazing to me that you were, you were not a Marine. No. <laughs> like, um, oh, fu- funny story. Because I had asthma as a child, the military disqualified me. Okay. But so much of your like, philosophy around this yeah screams military yeah but also i'm thankful i didn't go into the military because look what the military does to people mm-hmm. and um, then look at the lack of support yeah, after yeah and that's the big problem <laughs> that's the problem yeah um right so i i it was a blessing in disguise that i got disqualified mm-hmm. during my physical um do you still have asthma no turns Total out side note. yeah okay. it, it wasn't asthma at all um i my parents always had a wood stove grow, growing up i was allergic to the type of wood that they were burning oh my god so it presented itself as asthma but it was just a mm-hmm. allergic reaction to wood <laughs> oh, wow so but yeah so violence i don't know and I, we i joked about it with you today and this will be an episode we cover later on um and it's it, it, a lot of people call it shit hitting the fan. Um, mm-hmm. Like if if things were to go bad in this country, like I I joked to you today, I'm like, hey, remember my address, and it's kind of a trade of services. Like you teach my kids yoga, and I'll make sure <laughs> bad people can't get to me, my family, and your family. <laughs> like you know, because I'm comfortable with that skill. Mm-hmm you're extremely comfortable with your skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your skill is much more valuable though, because at the end, oh. of, the, end of the day, I, I, it's always, not if you listen to Hollywood. Oh, I mean, all yeah. of the, every movie we've ever watched, there's like always that one person who you need because yeah. they're not afraid to fight. Yeah, I guess, but that's not the message. Like, but when is that going to, like, that, I don't know. 
Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. It is. It is. So let's save it. Yeah. Yeah. I just put a pin in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I just know when it comes to violence, I'm comfortable with it. I don't see it. Yeah. You're, you're not. Um, like I, I kind of feel like when I, when I make that joke, like I'm a pacifist until it's time not to be a pacifist. Like, I think you're, you're a pacifist. Like, you can legitimately, like, you could you could tell me, like, hey, I'm a pacifist. Yep. I probably would never use that word to describe myself. No, it's, there's got to be a better word. Um, I know. And I. Oh, I know that. I know what it is. I, okay. Yeah, you're a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> not it. That's not it. <laughs> I know. I know. But it's just hilarious because that's I know funny. that's not you. <laughs> It's so funny because I am a fighter. You are. You are. We. So, yeah, we're both. But I fight against violence. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. I fight against injustice and violence. Yeah. Yeah. In everything I've done. Which I truly believe in, in the fight against injustice. My view has shifted, though. Hey, it's okay to use violence to fight injustice. Um yeah like this country i use i use my actions in a different way yeah yeah i mean i just this is not because i'm an educator yes yeah yeah so it takes i think it takes all kinds it does and i know yoga gets a bad rap sometimes for like oh all things are love and light and you're just like not supposed to hurt anybody and I wish you could see my head bobbing as i was saying all this (laughs) with like eyes half open and like (laughs) Um, but I don't think, I don't think that was the message No, because there's a, you know, there's a way to fight against injustice Yep. without causing harm. Yeah. And that's smart. It takes smarts, right? So it's more about, it's more about the finesse Yeah. and less about the strength. So let me ask you a question about yoga. Yeah. Why are some of like the best mixed martial arts fighters in the world avid yoga pr- practitioners, but then they get because in a cage and break people's faces? I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've got to have a balance. They do. Yeah, and that's what it comes down you've gotta to. You've got to have it, yeah. right? Like, fine. Yeah. Use your skills for what I don't understand fighting. I yeah. don't understand mixed martial arts. I don't understand wrestling or boxing. I don't get it. Yeah. But if you're going to do it, you got to have a way to undo it. Yeah. You just, before we were, before we recorded, I was eating ice cream. Yep. <laughs> and I, it's all things in balance, right? Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and eat ice cream for every meal of the day. Right. I made sure I got some cookies in there too. Just kidding. <laughs> I really, I made sure I got some veggies and fruits in my diet today. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> so I think if you're going to be an MMA fighter, yeah, you can also do yoga. You can. And it's funny that you talk about balance. And you know they're doing it for, like, the physical benefits, not just. Oh, no, you, you need it. The because, mental yeah. side of things. Yeah. And they might need it for the mental side. Think about all the focus. Yep. That teaches them. Oh, it teaches them a ton. Um, okay, so, like, the physical benefits, yes. Um, allowing their nervous system 
to to find that rest and digest phase so that it can heal itself and then the focus on the breath yep we've got four really important things that we teach in yoga that are tools to use in an mma fight yeah yeah so there we go and and you know what i love when we talk about balance what I love about balance is when you're like, I ate a box of Oreos and a glass of wine. <sighs> to me, that's the best balance ever. <laughs> <laughs> or my most personal favorite balance that came from you. Hey, I ate meat last night, but don't worry. Today I ate vegetarian. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I know. like I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like eat more meat. <laughs> yeah. And my meat was paired with veggies. Of course, it was like a sh- it was like a a skewer. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. All right. So we 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 disagree. We lightly agree. Yeah. We see each other's point. We do. We do. I mean, we're, and that's what's really great about this is, and I, I've said this a couple of times. You and I disagree on something, but I'm also, we're not ripping each other's heads off over the disagreement. It's not Mm going to end our friendship over the disagreement. Yeah. We're calm, cool, collected, having an intelligent conversation about something we disagree about. Yeah. Just imagine. Yeah. Just imagine how (laughs) this country would be if everybody did this. (laughs) It's tricky, though. It is. It is because you and I are when you're invested. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and I have this conversation. We learn something from each other. We get perspective on each other's insight and how we think. But there's somebody I don't know, could even be just down the road that are having this conversation and tearing each other apart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's where I feel lucky, like forming a friendship with you. I've, I've learned a lot from you. Um, (laughs) and I'm sure we could have this conversation down the road, but like in about a month, I'm going to have my online PhD in breastfeeding (laughs) all because I asked you like three or four questions. Like, like, like I, I legitimately am to the point where I'm like, wow, you could solve a lot of things with breast milk. (laughs) Um, a year ago, I wouldn't have thought about that at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, I think that's the more important message here than just talking about violence. Like, disagree. You always but, have something to learn. Yeah, just disagree, but grow from it. Mm. Or don't disagree, agree on stuff, but you might say something that triggers something that helps me learn. Right. Could you just imagine if we all, I, I don't know, I guess I am, I am talking about a utopia that I don't think I'm going to see in my lifetime. <laughs> right. I mean, it's one of the hardest things we can do is, is communicate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it sets us apart from uh, the rest of the species. Yeah. Yeah. And yet it's one of the hardest things we do. Yeah, like sometimes I envy being like the gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes a... I think about my dogs. I'm like, damn. Yeah. I like. I would really. I think I might like your life. Yeah. 
In my house? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. You have access to food. Yep. Water. Yep. Cozy spots to sleep. Yep. We go outside all the time. <sighs> Amazing. We get love and attention. Yep. I mean, shoot. I'm coming back as a dog next time. <laughs> it's been decided. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean. All right. So, let's yeah. let's uh, let's wrap this up then. We're going to wrap this up. And we're All gonna, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited and I'm hoping, I, I think we're successful if at least like two friends can, can have a conversation and disagree and stay friends. You're, it's, it's really, um, it, what's the word I want? Charming? It's charming yeah. that that's your goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've, I've learned through just this simple little podcast. I'm like, huh if two people can do what we can do, maybe that, then those two people spread it to two people and who knows where it goes. Yeah. yeah. There's an invisible curriculum here. Yes. Which is, which is, you know, how to, how to listen. Yep. How to listen and ask questions in a way, even when you differ with someone, um, or even if you agree yeah. to find more information. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. So that's all for now. Yep. We'd love to continue the conversation with you at Lehman and Lens at gmail.com. You want to spell it? Oh, yes. So Lehman is L E E M A N and A N D. Lens, L I N D S at gmail.com. Or we're on Instagram at Opine Nation, one word. Join us next week when we opine about another tough and humorous life topic. Awesome. Yay! Yeah. <laughs>